Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Canyon River Golf Club is a must for any golfer in western Montana. Tucked away in a spectacular setting along the Clark Fork River in East Missoula, Canyon River offers one of Montana's best championship golf experiences. And Canyon River is happy to announce their new fleet of golf carts, which include the Shark Experience, an interactive GPS giving dynamic distances and touchscreen interaction to help you play your best. Plus, with Bluetooth, radio, and surround sound, you can enjoy yourself between holes, too. Book online at CanyonRiverGolfClub.com. Missoula's best golf, Canyon River. When you need a bank to help ramp up your saving strategy, look to your local bank, Opportunity Bank of Montana. Build confidence in your financial future when you create a rainy day cushion or take care of the nest egg you already have. Opportunity Bank offers options from basic savings to money market accounts and certificates with competitive rates. There's nothing like the feeling of progress. So let's get started today. Come see us at Opportunity Bank of Montana. OpportunityBank.com. Member FDIC. No matter how far you may go, there's always one just down the road. the cabin in your own backyard have fun and be refreshed with town pump twisted t 18 packs are just 18.99 headed off on your next adventure dinner is easy kielbasa sausage skewer in the deli two for five dollars at town pump This is Mike Nugent with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Berkshire Hathaway provides Western Montana with full-time real estate professionals for you whenever you need us. Our reputation as the state's most knowledgeable and available real estate group has helped build unmatched trust in the Garden City and statewide. If you have been thinking of making a real estate move in the short or long term, give me a call. No pressure, no expectations. Just professional opinions and service at whatever pace you are comfortable with. Give me, Mike Nugent, a call today. 531-1802. And remember, every question is good to ask. 
ESPN Radio for Western Montana, KKVU HD3 Stevensville, and 102.9 FM on K275BS Missoula. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon. Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas, ESPN Sports Center. The Missoula Osprey took two of three in Billings over the weekend and now sit a game under 500 at 7 and 8 on the season. The O's won 7 2 and 5 2 on Thursday and Friday, respectively. Then, in a wild affair Saturday, Billings salvaged a game in the series with a 15 8 win. In that game, Leover Le- Paguero went 3 for 4 in the loss, scored twice, and is now hitting 425 on the season with an OPS of hello 1.106. That's good. That's pretty big. It is big. The Osprey also had a day off yesterday. That was July the uh, oh, that was June thirtieth. Today's July the first. I got a three-game home stand against Idaho Falls. The Chuckers are twelve and one and three and zero against Missoula. Game starts at seven oh five on ESPN Radio and SWX. Couple former Grizz drafted into the Worldwide Invitational Basketball, uh, call it league, next week. Both Michael Ogina and Bob Rory both drafted and will compete in front of about half a dozen scouts from international teams. The first day of NBA free agency was an eventful one with the Brooklyn Nets, scoring two of the biggest names this offseason. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving will reportedly join forces for the Nets, who were the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs last year. The Nets will lose, however, a great young talent in D'Angelo Russell, who is set to become a Golden State Warrior as part of a sign-and-trade deal that sends Andre Iguodala to the Memphis Grizzlies. Who's going to be better, the Nets or the Lakers? Question I hadn't anticipated asking when I left the office on Friday. It is Tutel and Nuanas. It is our number two, boys and girls. If you missed anything in the first hour, check it out on the podcast. Podcast is available on the TuneIn Radio app and on iTunes and on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can check out the Tutel Nuanas podcast. It's there thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Also, listen via the stream. Stream is available at 10290ESPN.com. It's there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris is celebrating their 30th birthday. That's right, this month, July's 30th birthday. And they are celebrating by offering up to 30%, really 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of a new Polaris off-road vehicle, a Husqvarna or Beta dirt bike, or a Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month, all month for Kurtz's 30-year anniversary sale. Uh, Coulter, the Nets or the Lakers, who's going to be better? Now, I did. I guess I did frame this question perhaps foolishly uh, in uh, talking about this forthcoming season uh, because that seems like the answer should probably be the Lakers, given the fact that Kevin Durant is probably not playing, certainly not playing for most and likely not playing for any of this upcoming season. So if we're talking about the addition of Kyrie Irving, I mean, is Kyrie Irving better than D'Angelo Russell as we talked about earlier? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Does he move the needle, uh, you know, at all for the for the Nets? Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. It's obviously the combination of Kevin Durant being there. But let's just 
I mean, I understand you can't say, well, let's just pretend that he didn't tear his Achilles. But if you're talking about the Nets with Kyrie and Kevin Durant and the way we've seen them play and call it two years from now, understanding the landscape can still shift dramatically, obviously. But when you look at them and then you look at LeBron and Anthony Davis and the Lakers right now, who do you think is going to be better? Well, I think that the um, more good players is not always better. I say it all the time. But I think that the best fit of any twosome in the league, outside of probably Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, will be LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I think it's just a better fit, straight up, than Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant ever will be. And it's just it's just because of the ball dominant thing. Like Kyrie Irving just absolutely has to have the ball in his hands. And if that's the case, then Kevin Durant doesn't. And we've seen this before. Kevin Durant playing with ball dominant point guards, you know, he he get, he's able to get his opportunities because he's such an efficient scorer and he can get to so many spots. But I don't necessarily think that makes either of the superstars, whether it was Russell Westbrook or will be Kyrie Irving, I don't think it makes anybody better. Whereas I do think that LeBron James and Anthony Davis make each other exceptionally better. For a variety of reasons. I think they offensively, I think they have a lot of complementary parts to their games. I think that yeah, having a pick and pop and pick and roll power forward for the first time really in his career will be huge for LeBron. But I also think having a guy that can help protect the rim defensively. And, and they, they can just do all the stuff Anthony Davis can do. I think it's huge for for the Lakers. And I think that I, I just think that those two, I know that they still have a bunch of roster space to fill out. I think they will. But I just think that those two are are a better fit than Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. What say you? Coulter, some people like the Clark Fork. Some people like the Flat Hood, the Bitterroot. My favorite river has always been Blackfoot. We finally agree on something. Me too. I love Thibodeau Falls. I love Rainbow's End. I love the Blackfoot River. You know, if a company was smart, they'd just name themselves Blackfoot. By God, look at the geniuses over here at Blackfoot. They've gone and they've done it. And now guess what? They're working around the clock and around the state to lay hundreds of miles of fiber optic cables to increase hugely the, the efficiency and the speed of communication across the state of Montana. It's pretty likely you already know Blackfoot as a local partner for internet, voice, professional services, anything you need to fuel your growing business. But like you said, they're building hundreds and hundreds of miles of cable across Montana. And right now, they're expand, expanding their fiber network into Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and other regions. Find out more about what Blackfoot does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000, or go to goblackfoot.com. That's goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link here on the Podbean site, or if you're listening in elsewhere, just copy the URL, drop it in there, goblackfoot.com. I think it's, I think, I think it's close. Um, just because you're a better fit, listen, if you're a ball-dominant scorer, you're not a good fit anywhere because that's what you do, a.k.a. you're not complimentary in the way that we think of as complimentary. But guess what? If you're Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, it doesn't matter. I mean, just, just go do what you do, pass the ball once in a while, fill it up, be responsible for 72% of your team's shots between the pair of you, and go ball. And so that's, you know, I, I don't... I'm not too worried about that aspect of it. Um, what I am interested in is how I do think LeBron and Anthony Davis do complement each other well. 
I don't think I understand LeBron can play point guard and has played point guard and is a great point guard. But there is no point guard in LA outside of him. And that to me is an integral part of what you're gonna are you gonna have somebody besides LeBron who can take those responsibilities and run them well and a lot of weight is going to fall onto those shoulders and as I'm looking across the landscape there's nobody there you know they're, they're probably going to get Rajon Rondo to sign a, the minimum so okay hmm. so Kyrie being that in in Brooklyn I think goes a long way to me to help them the other thing is Brooklyn is a better team than was L.A. Now, they lose D'Angelo Russell, so that's obviously significant. But, I mean, the Lakers lost their entire roster. But it was <laughs> For a, better or worse. For better or worse. Exactly. That's the thing. It was a mediocre roster. All thing. Well, it was a very young roster. Let's say it, say it that way. So, I, I think this is... I look into my crystal ball here, and I see very little in the way of a clear answer to the question, which is why I think it's interesting. On Twitter right now... 79% got the L.A. Lakers over the Brooklyn Nets, and that's fine. Like, nobody you, – you're going to be hard-pressed to, to, to come at me with a twosome and go – I mean, if you're asking me LeBron James or Anthony Davis or Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant right now, it's, it's LeBron and it's Anthony Davis, okay? So if that's all we're talking about, then I get it going with the Lakers. But it isn't all we're talking about. Right now, in L.A., that's literally all that's there. Almost literally. Okay. Three, five guys, I think, on the roster. And in Brooklyn, you actually have a team that has some players that went to the playoffs last year. Then you add these two in there, and that becomes, to me, formidable. Obviously, we still got a huge injury that is sort of the cloud over all of this, which is, you know, is disappointing. Uh I do like some of the young guys on the Nets, though. I mean, I think that... Uh, For sure, Josh. I, I think Jared Allen is a really good player. Yep. I mean, he's a very athletic Josh player. Allen. No, Jared Allen. The Jared Allen? Jared Allen. You're thinking Josh Allen, the draft pick, the Kentucky kid. Okay. Jared Allen. Jared Allen related yeah. to Jared Allen? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Probably not. But, I mean, they have some other good young players, too. I mean, Joe Harris is, is a sort of an underrated guy. Um Spencer Didwitty's a good player. Ronnie Hollis Jefferson's a good player. You know, and then they also swung the DeAndre Jordan contract, which who knows what's what sort of success they'll have with that. But that's definitely a move to keep Kevin Durant happy because they are longtime good friends. And and he could he could be uh, you know a contributor if he can get back healthy. So I agree with you there, just in terms of the roster depth. That said, I think the Lakers are going to fill it back out. It's two telling one us one two nine ESPN Radio. Okay, Cooper, I wanted to ask you this question as well. Um, you know, the old saying, don't go into business with your friends or your family, for that matter. Uh, the NBA, you know, we talk so much about these relationships and specifically, especially guys who are, you know, the top-end free agents. They see each other at All-Star Weekend, get together in the off-season, whatever it might be. Maybe they get the same agent and so forth. And they they all know each other. They all communicate, you know, or, or have the ability to communicate with each other. And by all accounts, uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving became buds uh, over the last, you know, year, two years, or whatever. And and even more than that, I mean, maybe maybe quite good friends. And I don't know the extent of their relationship and all that, but it makes sense for you, like, hey, man, you know, we get along well. Everybody, we if we have the chance, it would be fun to play together. And of course, it would be fun to play together. 
But here's the issue. In the NBA, we say that you're playing basketball because the rest of us play basketball. But in the NBA, you know what you do? You work basketball. That's what you do. It's a job. And it's a game, but it is a job. In fact, a stressful job at a level. It's a big paying job, a high-profile job. And, you know, it's one thing. I want, to th- I want everybody to think about the place that they work. If you work in an office setting and so forth and so on. And you're like, hey, man, wouldn't it be awesome if my best friend worked at the office? Well, yeah, maybe. But there's also a level at which one of the reasons that you can continue to be friends with your best friends is you likely don't see them every day. Or even if you do, and good for you on that, you, you, it's, it's in a context where there, you, can, you can go do what you want to do. You're free with your time and so forth and so on. There's no expectations on the other person to get things done. But you know what? I've worked with some good friends of mine that we didn't exactly see eye to eye in the workplace, and it's a strain on the friendship. And... There's also a level at which I don't necessarily want my, you know, friends to also be there with me every hour of the day. You got to have separation in order to just to have any relationship, it seems like, at large. And I think these guys often, now of course you and I the counterexample of this, Colton, going straight from here, straight to every television in America, sitting down until we come back here and do this again. But... You're great friends on the weekends. You're great friends, you know, at the All-Star game, in the offseason, and so on. But when it comes to day in, day out, go to work, play basketball, do the thing that you do professionally together, that can go and has for both of these guys badly, quickly. And all of a sudden, I look at these two guys coming together, and I go, how long are they going to be friends for? You know, and we've seen the same thing with Chris Paul and 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 uh, uh, James Harden in Houston. And this is not, you know, this is so the idea that you want to play with your friends, that you want to get your boys together and go do the thing. Now it has worked too. I mean, you talk about LeBron James and uh, uh, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, right? Great friends who became even better friends and lifelong confidants and all of that while they were playing together. But you know what? They also did one, one championships, and so. If you're winning, you probably are best of friends, you know? But if things don't go great, and there's some good teams in the East now, that can have a real impact, and I wonder if this is a potential, you know, firestorm. Which then brings up even a probably deeper and harder to hash out, but worth noting point, and that is that it's become culturally common for these NBA players, especially these superstars, to not really have very many new friends at all. I mean, what do we know about LeBron James and Kevin Durant and a lot of these guys? They either are loners or their friends are their friends from when they were like 14 years old. Because I think that I think that when you have an element of success and fame, you know, there's also just the whole concept of you know, have you been with me since before I was famous? I mean, I think that's a lot, you know, very reasonable. LeBron James, you know, he married his high school sweetheart because mm-hmm. I think for a lot of reasons, but I think a main one being that she's marrying him because she loves LeBron, not because she loves the entity and the enterprise that is LeBron James, right? Uh, but I think there's a certain element of trust there, and I just don't necessarily know if these guys are building up long-lasting friendships because, like mm-hmm. you say, a lot of times this is. It's kind of like a honeymoon period, and then it goes sour, and... 
you know, Chris Paul and, and James Harden were best of friends when when Chris Paul first joined the Rockets, and then it kind of just all went to hell in less than two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm interested to see that as well, especially because this isn't, you know, Anthony Davis, LeBron has has a reputation as a great teammate unless you're not his guy, and then then it's just miserable for you, and then he will just make sure that it's changed, whether it's your coach or your, or your teammates. If it's not going well, LeBron James is getting you traded or, or upgrading from you right. always. Right. But by and large, I think he's got along with other teammates, and he's also had the experience of playing with other superstars. And Anthony Davis seems like he has a passive personality that will, you know, default to LeBron just in terms of who's the alpha in the room. And on the other hand, I think that it's widely agreed upon that Kevin Durant is one of you know the most sort of malcontent players in the league. And that Kyrie Irving is one of the biggest wild cards. And so how does that work? It, 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 just see, it seems like it could be a risky proposition in terms of the chemistry between those guys because they, I mean, who, who is actually more volatile than those two guys as of right now? I mean, right. it's like those two and Jimmy Butler have the, have the reputation, kind of the Trell Owens reputation of like, you get this guy, he's unbelievably talented, what's he going to do to your team? Uh, it is Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Um, Coulter... I want to talk uh, a little bit about value and teams and and just in a very, not even with names here, but just what we know about basketball and the difference between basketball and football because I think the difference is utter and complete for free agency between these two and just in general, okay? The New York Knicks, and don't worry about who they are, Okay, don't worry about the names, okay? Because we've already, we've already gone off on that. They signed six guys for a grand total of like $160 million, okay? The Golden State Warriors signed two guys for double that total. So, effectively, if you, if you took it out financially... You're talking about the Knicks signing 12 guys, an entire roster worth of players in terms of the numbers for the amount of money that the Golden State Warriors are spending on two dudes. Mm -hmm. It's basketball. You know what seven of the 12 guys can't do? Play. (laughs) Literally not allowed to. Can only have five at a time. And also, more specifically and more to the point, we've talked about this. You have to have there's only about there's only about ten guys in all the NBA, I don't know, maybe twelve, that really move the needle where it's like if you get that guy, you are all of a sudden X number of games better, X number, you know, competitive to get in. What did you say about, you know, if you can go into a season with a five percent chance to win a championship, you're already head and shoulders above the competition Absolutely. At, at large. So there's a handful of guys that if you have them on your roster, you have a chance going into the season at a championship. Okay? You know what those guys cost? Two for $330 million. <laughs> That's how much they cost. You know, how, you know how many guys you can get that don't do any of that? Many as you want. And as like Julius Randle's a fine player. Plenty of other guys who are good players. Right? They're all good players. They're the best of the best. But if you want to win... 
as by from NBA standards, these guys are a dime a dozen. They're just out there. It just turned out that this guy, this was the year this guy's contract expired. Next year, it'll be the next guy. That's it. That's all. You have to get the stars, period, end of story. Football, exactly the opposite. Football, if you did what the, the Golden State Warriors did, you would be in the absolute dumps. You'd be overpaying everybody to go, what is the matter with you? How are you going to fill your roster out? The Knicks would be the model. Right. The Knicks and the Giants should just switch <laughs> management and run the thing that way. You know, so, uh, th- and, and that's my only point. And again, guys overplay their value and so forth and so on, and that's great. But the, the Clippers overachieved. To an extent, or at least they beat out expectations. I don't know if they overachieved. They had a good team, but they beat expectations. Good for them. At the end of the day, what did they do? What did they do? And they were in the playoffs, and they got run. And then, you know what? That's going to happen again. And you said this before. This free agency period right here that we have seen has evened the field at the top. And that's good because now it's not just one single team or even two teams. I could sit here and make... I think very good cases for six or seven teams to win the championship right now, right now. Now, are there are there is there one or two that I might go and I'm uh, that's who I would go with? Sure, but before this, no, <laughs> you 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 couldn't reasonably do that. You can make arguments about why this team's good or why they're gonna, but not win, not win the whole thing. And now there's actually a handful of teams that you feel have that possibility and i think that's good for the association i think it's good for the league I mean, three of those teams are, are the probably the three most likely destinations for Kawhi leonard right because you, you would consider i think the clippers in the mix as a championship contender if Kawhi goes there the lakers the absolute overwhelming favorite if he goes there and if he stays in toronto i mean they're the defending champions it's hard to say that they're not in the mix Totally. If they have him. Oh, I mean, again, wherever Kawhi Leonard goes is going to be in the mix, if not a favorite. It doesn't matter where. You could go to the Memphis Grizzlies and you go, wow, here here goes Memphis. What are they going to do this year? Yeah, totally. And I've also said that, I mean, look at the Celtics. The Celtics were a 60-win team who took the Cavs all the way to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals when Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward were not playing. So I think, I mean, think about how good Terry Rozier was in the playoffs. Right, right, right. right. I mean, you can get, you can get that from Kemba Walker, and the Celtics could be better than they were last year, even if you don't think that Kyrie Irving is, or even if you don't think Kemba Walker is better than Kyrie Irving, the Celtics could be squarely in the mix. But then I think the other teams that maybe didn't make big splash moves that are still going to be in the mix. I mean, I thought the Jazz got a lot better. You know, the Jazz trading for Mike Conley. Getting rid of Derek Favors, which I think helps them a lot because now you're not saddled with this front court. I mean, Favors is a clunky guy, so to pair him with Gobert, that's tough. You need way more stretch-type guys to go with Gobert. And I th- but I think the Jazz with Conley addition and Bogdanovich's addition, those, I mean, the Jazz got better. And they, they've been, you know, right there in the 4-5 spot in the West. I think they're still contenders. The other thing is, you know, sometimes the guys that are the big, that, that don't make as big a splashes are the guys that just stay. But how about Damian Lillard? I mean, he's the richest contract in NBA history. Straight from the big sky. Think of that. <laughs> it's, that's, I mean. Here's an astounding stat. This is an okay. astounding stat. Weber State's endowment, their total endowment for the entire university is $141 million. 
Damian Lillard to sign an extension that then will make this contract worth, when it's all said and done and paid, $258 million. He himself has $118 million more million than the school he went to. Should have gone to a bigger school. <laughs> it's, just, it's an amazing it's rise. It's I mean, insane. It's an amazing rise. Yeah. I mean, think of that. Think of signing that check. I mean, you know, by year four of that thing, he's going to get. He's going to be getting paid fifty-four million dollars. That means he's getting paid more than a million dollars a week. I mean, I could, I could make it. Sutel Nuwana is one of two nine ESPN Radio. Hey, the Missoula Marathon took place this weekend. Guess who the winner was? No surprise. Next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Say congratulations. Two Tell Nuanas, one two nine ESPN Radio. We are gonna tell you about a little bit of running that happened in the city over the weekend. A lot of calories being burned Western Montana this weekend. It is Two Tell Nuanas. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway, Missoula Highway 83 in Sealy, and is celebrating their 30th birthday, really 30 years. This month, all month long, they're celebrating by offering up to 30%, that's right, 30% off of MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle. Also, their Husqvarna and Beta dirt bikes, as well as any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month for their 30-year anniversary sale. Uh, Coulter, the uh, Missoula Marathon is uh, certainly the biggest road race in the western part of the state every year, probably statewide. A lot of people going to that. I know former Grizzly Zach Wagonman was out there uh, running around. He's family, in-laws, the whole deal. Good for them to do it. Uh, but uh, a lot of people run it as a matter of uh, – you know, goal setting, get out there just to complete the thing, the half marathon, the full marathon, and so forth. And then some other people are like, oh, yeah, now, I've done, now I'm done running. Now I'm going to go dominate a washer's tournament easily. And then other people, <laughs> if you were worth a seat earlier, there's a story about that. You can check it out in the podcast. Uh, and then there's some people who are like, I'm here to win. Everybody out of my way. I think that's the thing that probably draws people to running because it is such a lifelong sport and you can continually get better at it. Uh, a lot of times you peak in your mid-20s in a lot of different sports. And I think if you consistently run, you can have a lot longer of a peak, especially when it's not, you're talking about distance running. 
Um, but this was a uh, the, the 13th annual Missoula Marathon, but this was a record-setting one this year for sure. You talk about a guy that is a late bloomer. Mark Mesmer is from Missoula. He's a Missoula Sentinel guy. Uh, he ran at Montana but had a pretty nondescript track career. And he uh, he would be the first to tell you he's a late bloomer. He never really won very many events until now. He just won his second straight Missoula Marathon in a personal best time of 2 hours, 24 minutes, and 1 second. That was the fastest marathon he's ever run. Breaking his time that he ran at the Boston Marathon earlier mm. this year, he placed 42nd in the whole field in the Boston Marathon this last year. So this guy is one of the great marathon runners in the country right now. And this all originated from a friend of his on December 6, 2016. This is this tidbit courtesy of Kyle Hansen from the Missoula. This is a good one. One of Mesmer's friends said, I bet you you can't run every day. I'm not sure what they bet. But Mesmer has run every single day since December 6, 2016. Two and a half full years. Here he is, winning marathons. I think that's what makes marathon running cool is that you can, if you if you dedicate yourself to it and you dive into it, you can run. You know your first one when you're in your late 30s, your early 40s, or you could be a guy like this that blooms late. And here, here he is, 25 years old, and he's he's winning one of the most popular new marathons in the country. What constitutes running? Because I mean, I I I might argue I run every day too. <laughs> Hobbling, hobbling around. First of all, yeah, some of it's that, but I'm just like, hey, you know what? Quick jog down the driveway to the mailbox and back, boom, another day in the books. I mean, to put into perspective what a 224 is, that's running 26 consecutive miles at a a five-and-a-half-minute mile pace. Seems excessive. I mean, it seems like death, but... (laughs) The, uh, but I mean, like, he, Messer was not the only one. I mean, that, he set his own personal record, but there was a lot of other records that fell Saturday as well. It was a perfect runner's day. It was, you know, the marathon mm. starts at six. It was pretty cold in the morning, and, and most runners would tell you that's actually ideal. Like, if you can wear a little stocking cap and some gloves, that's actually when you're probably going to be at your best because then mm. you're not trying to manage the heat, manage the hydration. So I think that's why we saw these fast times. But McKenna Morley, who's a young lady we've talked about on this show a, a lot especially lately, she just continues to win. I mean, she's she's had an unbelievable year this last year at Colorado. Uh, she was a second-team All-American in cross-country, first-team All-American in outdoor track and field, and she shatters the half-marathon record. She ran a one-hour, one 14-minute, and 20 seconds, topping her previous best by almost a minute and a half. That's the fourth straight win for her. She won the marathon overall twice and the half twice. So she's basically dominating Whatever discipline she chooses, Big Fork native, she won this year's race, this year's half marathon, by a full five minutes. The uh, the men's winner in the half marathon was Kenneth Kosigi, and he uh, set a new course record as well. One hour, five minutes, and 31 seconds. Uh, that bested the old record by uh, more than half a minute. I mean, I understand wanting to run when it's cooler and so forth, but, like, if it's going to take you just an hour to run a half marathon, do, do six, do we got to be up then? <laughs> you know right yeah you're crossing the finish line you know like why seven. it's because it's because dopes like me are like ah, 13 mile fine and then we got to be there at six because it's going to be close to dark by the time <laughs> we come around so we got to get off early you know perhaps the coolest record set yesterday here. Cynthia Arnold of Polson she absolutely annihilated the world record who I never knew this was a world record but there is a world record for running a marathon while pushing a three-child stroller. Of course. This lady 
This lady ran a full marathon, pushing the three kids in the stroller the whole 26 miles. She ran three hours and 11 minutes. That's a crazy good time, period. Let alone pushing a stroller. She broke the world record by almost an hour. I mean, that's... We gotta get Cynthia Arnold on the show. I mean, you break a world record by an hour? You should... I mean, the video, if you go check it out on Kyle Hansen's Twitter, or maybe Frank Gogol, both the Brazilian guys are down there covering it. Uh... I mean, this gal, she just jogs across the finish line. She's happy. She's not tired. Are she there just, kids in it? It's, oh, yeah. All three of her kids are in the store. She didn't just push the store. She pushed all the kids. I mean, okay. Stud. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Again, three hours and 11 minutes is a really good time for a female. I left, period. Let alone pushing a stroller. I left my house with one kid in one stroller at 9 p.m. to go to the supermarket they closed at 10. I almost didn't make it before it closed. Now, granted, I wasn't running for time. I was stopping, getting my 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 playlist right. You know, you got to be in the right headspace to walk out there with the kids. Or in this case, kid, as it were. That's an, that's an amazing feat, man. I, I really, I mean, that's, all of this stuff is just so sort of incredible to me. Uh, I understand, you know, if you're a runner and you do the thing. And I've, I actually, at one point in my life, was, was running consistently as a matter of sort of exercise and also sort of just personal, uh, uh, you know, competition, you know, to see. Because you start to mm-hmm. get into it. You're like, well, how, how far can I go or how fast can I go and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, uh, just with anything, if you habituate yourself to it, uh, for better or worse, but if you if you habituate yourself to something, you know it's easy to continue to do that thing, and uh, and I ran for quite a while, and I think I ran um, I ran a sub six minute mile one time. Wow, impressive! And then I think I ne- I have never ever run again. I think I was like, well, yep, did it, <laughs> peaked, done deal. And so uh, and running, you know, the distance stuff is just is just remarkable. I guess. It's, I, the thing is to me, I mean, I understand, like, if you go hiking, right, you're out there, you're hiking straight for hours, uh, and it certainly is, is a great workout, and, you know, if you don't do it very often, you're going to feel it in the morning and all that kind of stuff, but it's the it's the air. Like, how do you run? And I, I understand, it, you know, it's not a sprint, but but continuing to jog and run for that long Seems uh, doesn't even seem possible to me. I mean, you have to enter a pretty dark headspace. I think, I think that's part of the allure, though. One of the great articles I've ever read is uh, called "What Doesn't Kill Me Only Makes Me Stranger." It's about this guy <laughs> named Yuri Robic, and he is widely considered the greatest ultra endurance cyclist in the world. Mm. But Yuri Robic can basically work himself into such a mental frenzy that he starts hallucinating to the point where. His body is basically shooting him with his his own levels of adrenaline, which then like help him basically pedal his bike away from these manifested bad guys that he thinks are chasing him because he's worked himself into a hallucinogenic frenzy. <laughs> and this guy could ride his bike for like six and seven hundred miles at a time. You know, well, we uh, Justin Angle, who's over there at the University of Montana New Angle Podcast, shout out, shout out, not shout out, shout out the New Angle podcast, uh, he's been an ultra 
runner slash how you're kind of doing the mountain thing, you know? And don't they, they are like a mountain running film festival, man. And it's just crazy. Like if you get into something and you really invest in like, this is the thing you're going to do, you know, human beings could push themselves to pretty remarkable feats as it turns out. There's even some guys who can dunk on a rim that's 10 feet in the air. I mean, that seems utterly impossible. <laughs> you ever thought about doing a marathon? Yes. It's as far as I got. I wonder how long it would take us. I mean, it's, I'm I'm walking, okay? No running for me. <laughs> Time it out. 20-minute, 15, 20-minute mile. Yeah. But here's the issue, man. Like, I walked four miles the other day. I I had to sit down. I was not not from being tired, but just kind of like a little bit sore, you know. I was like, okay, feeling it. So twenty six miles, man. I uh, I don't know if it's happening. All right, it's two tell Nuanas, one two nine ESPN Radio. Did we say we we're going to do some NFL fa- fantasy football stuff, Coulter? Isn't that what I said? I mean, sure. We'll see what we get to coming up next. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to, and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. Kevin Durant having his number retired. Bunch of prep extra things and international sports. I don't know if we can do it all, but we will see what we can do. We'll save fantasy football. Yeah. But I am getting fired up. I'm already looking at the list. It's Tutel and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway, Missoula Highway 83 in Sealy. And July is Kurtz Polaris' 30th birthday. Really, 30 years. And they're celebrating this month by offering... 30%, really, 30% off of MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna or Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month for Kurtz 30-year anniversary. Uh, if you missed anything in the show, check it out on the podcast. By the way, the 2 tell the ones podcast, rocking and rolling. Go look at it. Go get it. Wherever you subscribe to podcasts, subscribe to ours, rate it, review it, visit all the people. It's brought to us by Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Um, all right, Coulter. Let's do, let's do this first. 
It's time for a prep extra segment it's brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, local loan approvals for personal mortgage and com- commercial needs. Experienced lenders help you through the process. Faster turnaround times as well. That is Farmer State Bank. You got a couple of different things, some recruiting stuff and some coaches Hall of Fame stuff over here. So let's do it. Yeah, the, uh, the in-state recruiting battle in football continues to rage on. Today, Montana State struck back. It was a big week for Montana last week. Montana State gets a, a commit from Aaron Richards out of Butte Central. Uh, definitely one of the best linemen in the state of Montana. Mm. Offensive and defensive guy. I'm not sure what side of the ball he's going to play, but he was a first-team All-State guy, uh, both on offense and defense. He's 6'4 and a half, 280 pounds, so he's got good size. And uh, we've been touting getting some kids out of the Mining City for a little while, and there's only a couple that are playing on the rosters. Marcus Ferrer is a Butte Central guy who's a senior at Montana State, and uh, Nate Ferguson, who's a punter out of Butte High for the Grizzlies. But other than that, not very many Butte guys lately. And uh, Butte guys are just, I mean, they're, they're always tough. They're always hard workers, and they always give it their all. So I think this is a good get for Montana State and uh, kind of a good counter after the Grizz had a big week last week. Recruiting women's basketball, uh, in-state commit for Shannon Schwain and the Lady Grizz. Glenn Dive, incoming senior Carson Murphy, gave her commitment to Lady Grizz. She was All-State selection last year for the Red Devils, as well as the Class A state champion in the high jump and the triple jump. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's got pretty good athleticism as well. So, uh, the prevalence of women's basketball players on the Lady Grizz roster from Montana, not as many as it used to be, but this is another way to bolster the ranks and uh, getting an Eastern Montana kid, yeah. that's, that's usually pretty cool. Right. And then in terms of the Hall of Fame, uh, three different Montana coaches from around the area uh, were the National Coaches, the Montana Coaches Association, excuse me, announced that three coaches would receive National Coach of the Year honors led by Susan Leffler, who was coached track and field for 45 years up in Big Fork. Uh, she had a, a ton to do with McKenna Morley's success, but then a, just a variety of other athletes as well. Um, she's been named the Montana Coaches Association Coach of the Year in track and cross country eight total times since 1985, so well-deserved National High School Ath- uh, Athletic Coaches Association Hall of Fame honor for her. Rodney Tweet from Geraldine, who was the Geraldine football coach for 38 years. He also received the National Hall of Fame a nomination and Robin Smith, who's an assistant coach at Bridger, she was named the 2019 Girls Assistant Coach of the Year uh, on the national level. She's been an assistant there at Bridger for 34 years. And the other one is Ron Jones. We talked about him earlier in the show when he got, or earlier in uh, this year when he was the first of these nominees. But he's a Missoula Hellgate uh, track coach who's been working with the distance kids for a really long time over there as well. So congratulations to all those uh, National Hall of Fame. Uh, nominees and inductees. Very good. So prep extra segment brought to us by the Farmers State Bank. Uh, Coulter, the Golden State Warriors are. I'm not exactly sure how to how to say this. The the the, the headline is that they are retiring Kevin Durant's jersey, number thirty five, which seems. Remarkably quick as a matter of reaction uh, to a guy who volitionally left your team. And while they were great while he was there, was they only there for three years. So I sit here and I go, what, what's going on here? Um, however, uh, the uh, uh, co-chairman of the team, who was it, LaCobb, uh, said... 
today as he starts a new chapter in his incredible career. We thank KD for all his contributions, for being an integral part to one of the most prolific runs in NBA history and wish him well as he continues his Hall of Fame journey. As long as I am co-chairman of this team, no player will ever wear number 35 for the Warriors again. So I don't know if that's a full team retirement or if that's a unilateral move by the co-chairman here. And I don't know how long, if that's an expiring deal. Uh, it is odd to me, good as they were and great as Kevin Durant was while he was there, that you would all of a sudden just go, yeah, we're going to retire your number. Especially, I mean, he's not not just done playing ball. He left you. He left your team. And that's uh, there's no knock necessarily on Kevin Durant or whatever, but like in three years, like what are you going to do for Steph Curry? I mean, what, what are you going to you going to? Are you going to now be the Golden State Currys when, like, when when he retires? I mean, what are you going to do? You set an interesting precedent here with this. But the other thing, and this is the more sort of pertinent point to this, to me, I I think that the Golden State Warriors feel as an organization, starting with Myers and all the way around, responsible for Kevin Durant's injury. Yeah, and. They never ever, and this is before he was injured, you know, there's all the squabble and the, you know, what's the situation, the relationship and all that kind of stuff. But he gets injured and has an injury that looks very much to everybody like the first injury precipitated the second injury, regardless of what the experts so forth and so on said. And now one of the great players to ever grace the court has a as significant a type of injury as you can have uh, just about, and is out for an extended period of time and has now left your team. And I think that there is remorse on the part of the Golden State Warriors for clearing a guy that that, 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 that the sentiment is shouldn't be cleared. I certainly don't have the, you know, the, the medical thing to sit here and go, they should have never done this, here's why and here's what. I haven't seen any of it, even in, in, period. So I, 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 I can't say that, but the optics of this are certainly such that you go, yeah, shouldn't have been out there. Shouldn't have been out there after, you know, a, a, a calf strain, quote-unquote, that then 12, 15 minutes into his first basketball game, hurriedly back for an NBA Finals became an Achilles rupture. And now... You know, you saw Bob Myers walking Kevin Durant out of the building on that last game, and now we're retiring the number even though he's left. This feels like, mm, our bad. And it seems like there's a lot of damage control going on here as well. I mean, there's been so much debate over medical staffs internally, and that's something that's a huge po- talking point in the NBA right now. And I think that the Warriors are really just trying to salvage the reputation of theirs. I mean... The hit that the Spurs took with the way that they mishandled the, the Kawhi Leonard situation, there's been a there's been a lot. Uh, there's a lot of people that that would that would be very critical of the Clippers over the last several years. A lot of people would say it's not a coincidence that Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan were hurt the entire time they were in LA it's because they weren't getting the right diagnosis, they weren't getting the right rehab. And I think that that's I mean I think there is a real element there, and this to me seems like this is the Warriors going out on a limb to say hey. You know, like you say, and maybe backhandedly admit that it was their fault, but also praise Kevin Durant in case that there is a situation where they do need to go get another superstar, or that's a you know a situation that could become a reality for their future. 
So uh, has, there's never been a player that plays for a different team whose number is currently retired, right? Like while he's still in the NBA? That's yeah. never happened before, right? <laughs> and again, whether this is like a full organizational retirement and we're going to do the ceremony and the whole thing, or if this is, I mean, he put a time frame on it, which is sort of a weird thing to do anyway. But there is a second prong of this culture, and you did touch on it, but it's amazing to me how either nothing is said or even at times something acrimonious is said by an organization about a player that's leaving when that player has left on, on their own terms and, and effectively said, I don't want to be here and playing for you anymore. Things are going to be better for me somewhere else. And I mean, you saw what happened obviously with the fan reaction, but I think that there was a lot of bitterness too from the Oklahoma city thunder when Kevin Durant left OKC. And I think this is not, abnormal and it's even reasonable if a guy who's been great for you then decides that he's going to go you're not nearly as good and it puts you in a tough spot and you're like well what 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 do i not have what we did everything for you we offered you a max deal you won championships here your finals you know it's easy for the warriors to sit here and go you know we wish kevin the best but know that we got a great thing going and are looking forward to winning despite his absence or something like that that is sort of you know uh 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 you know, passive-aggressive. But you know what they're also doing here? They're laying the foundation, not for Kevin Durant, for everybody else. All the other players see this. All the other superstars see this. And they go, you know, maybe that's a place I want to go, beyond the fact that it's obviously still a stacked team and roster at Golden State. Well, if they're going to take, you know, if, if they're going to to publicly and at every turn always look like they're going to take care of their guys and you know respect them or whatever it is i don't know how much that matters to guys who are looking for places to go but the fact that that's out there that it's not something that's negative is also you know trying to say hey when you come to golden state we are going to do right by you in every way that we can and you know look i'm the one speculating we're the one speculating about whether this is some second-handed admission of guilt about the injury. I don't know that it is. I certainly, Golden State is not going to say that. Um, but it can, you know, it can it can sort of accomplish two things at once when a guy leaves like this, and then you say that. And also, by the way, not every guy's Kevin Durant. Like you don't got to sit here and say, "Hey." We want to say thanks so much to Kelly Umbre for everything that he brought to us in our organization and did for us, et cetera, et cetera. Like, no, Kelly's gone. Okay. Like, we wish Kelly Umbre the best. Thank you very much. Whatever. I mean, or nothing, you know, and that stuff. But if you got a guy like this, you roll out the red carpet when he comes and you roll out the red carpet when he goes. You think Kawhi's going to wait till the very end to announce? You know, I'm going to answer the same thing that I always answer when you ask me any question about Kyrie, uh, uh, about Kawhi Leonard. Got no idea. Nobody knows. How can you? His uncle knows, I bet. The only guy who knows anything about Kawhi Leonard. Well, there's, I mean, there's some random Twitter accounts that aren't Adrian Wojnarowski that are reporting that Kawhi Leonard of the Lakers is a done deal. But, means nothing. Uh, means nothing. Till well, Adrian says it, it's nothing. Only Woj is the one that knows the absolute truth. That's right. Only Woj. All right, boys and girls, enjoy the evening. The Osprey back in town. Beautiful night for a ball game if you're in western Montana. The Idaho Falls Chunkers are 12-1 on the season. Good gracious. That's crazy for this level of baseball. Gracious. 
So uh, going to be some good ball games the next three days in the uh, city of Missoula. Go down there and uh, and see those games. Also have them for you here on ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. It's all right. I hope Kawhi signs tonight. Why? Just so we have something to talk about tomorrow? Save time on the prep. You know. Hey. Tommy, great work back there. You're sitting back there making it happen. We'll see you tomorrow. ESPN Radio. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.